My name is Sharon Whippy. I live in Melbourne. I collaborated with my sister on the script for the Fiji vignette, which opens the film. Talo for lover. My name is Marina Alofinia McCartney. I wrote and directed the Samoan vignette. Korapani Lena. My name is Matasila Freshwater, um, and I wrote and directed the Solomon Islands piece. Kia ora katoa, ko Bex Arahanga ingoa, my name is Bex Arahanga and I wrote and directed the final piece in Vai. Is this film a transitional moment for you? Oh. Ooh. I'm looking at you because you always talk. It's, it's definitely not a moment, it's definitely like a transitional journey. Journey. Mm. It's kind of a transitional unfolding. Absolutely. Mm. It's transformed <laughs> my life. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, bring it, girl, bring it. Question. Wait, what are you not saying? No, no, I'm just saying. Yeah. It's just because it has. I think that's the thing that's been something that just I continue to reflect on is just the ex- I'm going to use a word that I use all the time extraordinary. <laughs> she does. She loves it. She really does. It. Go to work for this whole thing because it's just, it's been an incredible opportunity. How did it all come about? Sorry if you've answered that question millions of times before. You tell it really well. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Sharon. Um, uh, Kerry and Kyle, uh, Kerry Warkia, Warkia. Uh, Kyle McNaughton are the producers, they're a husband and wife team, and they <clears throat> had um, originally produced a feature film called Waru which um, was written and directed by nine Māori women, and this was the second in that trilogy. And the way, uh, because they're also making a third, um, the way they went about it was they either put a call out or shoulder tapped, I mean, mm-hmm. up to 70, so seven zero um, women of Māori and Pacific mm. descent. <clears throat> and then they decided on the nine women um, and they put out an EOI, yeah, and got they shoulder tapped some, but then they also got received about okay, yeah. yeah so then mm-hmm. they sent out an EOI and got people to just sort of write. Sorry, what's an EOI? Yes. Oh, sorry, an expression of interest. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry my bad. <laughs> just for the listeners. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> yeah, yeah an expression of interest. Um, I think you need to answer a couple of questions and maybe just sort of write, you know. That's what was I it, had was to it do. your motivations for yeah, like what, what you thought mm, you were going to? Why you would want to make something like this, and also kind of how you work with people and. What did you write? Oh my god, I have no idea. I wouldn't even remember the next day what I wrote. I'm trying to think because I know because it was an online form, right? Cause yeah, I remember yes. I got an email. I think I got an email quite late um, when yes. I was searching for people, and I just remember one of my main comments was that there was no box to tick for Solomon Islanders. Um, so it's like, um, I have ticked New Zealander because there's no Solomon Island box to tick. So Kerry immediately replied and she's like, when we were meant to have one, we're so sorry, it was PNG slash Solomon. And then oh, from there we started chatting. Yeah. But yeah, I can't, I can't remember. I think, I think I talked about, I think I actually talked about the ocean. Um, I, I drew yeah. on Billy Halfer's who is a, a, a Tongan academic who um, wrote a seminal essay. It was quite changing in terms of the thought around um, the Pacific and how it had been viewed. And this was in the 80s when he released that. But I remember reading that essay as a student 
and that really kind of started a part of my sort of decolonization process. <clears throat> so I talked about that. Um, and he uses metaphors um, like, um, you know, he talks about the use of the ocean as our highways. We never saw mm. ourselves as being isolated, and yet from a Western perspective, we see ourselves, they, you know, the West has viewed us as a sort of vast mm. place filled with small islands, mm. whereas we saw ourselves as islands in um, a sea of islands yeah. rather than islands in a sea. So <coughs> I think I talked about that. But we, we all came together. Mm. On the second of April, no, second of May, second of May, two thousand and eighteen. That's when we were all walked together for the first time, and we went to a writers' retreat on the second of May, mm. where they brought Kerry and Kyle brought us together <clears throat> on an island, on, on an island. yeah Waiheke Island, just mm. lifted oh, out of our lives. That's what they had to do, literally yeah. lift us out, yeah, and, mm-hmm. and put us somewhere. So it was just. Concentrated. And we were there for six days, and by the end of six days, we had written first draft fetch film. And so, how did you figure out some of the things like the style and you know how it's going to be one take? And oh, so that was already set, that was was already the parameters, yeah. Yeah. So, that was the also the parameters of Wadu, the first film, it would be the parameters of the next of the third one as well. So, it's a um, has to be shot on your island where you're from. You have to use a lead female actress of that, of that from that island. You know, so for me it was Maori. You know, Solomon Islands, mm-hmm. etc. And a single shot where possible. One day to rehearse. One day, one day, one day, day to, to shoot. rehearse, and that's with the, the camera. Water. One day to shoot it. Water thing. <laughs> yeah, water. everything had to be centered around vai or wai. So that's water means water, and um, and also the lead character needed that needed to be her name. But whatever in whatever language, yeah, it's from. and it would yeah. follow her journey throughout her life, yeah, um, sort of in 10 years. It was supposed to be, yeah, sort of 10 year blocks, yeah, but it ended up being more sort of single important moments, yeah, yeah sort of that weren't necessarily huge, like you know, didn't seem huge, but something changed, decisions. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And were they personal, or how did you decide on the ages? Oh, yeah. How did you split the ages up? It seemed <clears throat> relatively organic, right? I think yeah. for me and Amberly, one of the youngest um, filmmakers, we felt that we couldn't tell a story sort of beyond our age or that much beyond mm-hmm. our age. And so I think that's when we had a lot of the other directors were amazing and were like, no, we will take this story and this is mm-hmm. where we can fit. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of flexibility. And, you know, I think that was really beautiful and generous that like you and Diana specifically shifted to accommodate yes, us right. because we were limited by our own sort of age I think yeah. but we so we when we first came together because we didn't know each other I, I you know I kind of knew one of the directors but I didn't know anyone else and we came together on that first morning we just sat around a big table and we did like our own we just introduced ourselves and where we're from and who we are and then I think one of it wasn't one of the producers it was one one of us said well why don't we just tell what stories we're thinking mm. why don't we just like start talking about it and so we just went around and talked about that was weird the I stories that we were thinking <clears throat> for her for yeah. the for the character and it just actually her life I just sort of it. unfolded yeah. and evolved there wasn't any like oh I want to do that age yeah. but well no I want to do that there was none of that no. at all it was just organic it was, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty yeah. amazing, amazing. Yeah. there was one director that really <laughs> floated yeah. Um, and that was Diana Fuemana, and she, 
because she's been working in theatre for years and she's a storyteller and so she just wanted to hear what everyone's stories were and then she was floating if there was going to be a gap somewhere she yeah, knew she she'd be able to find a story for that gap yeah. which is what she did and which one was hers? second to last one New Air yeah, yeah, New Air yeah, 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 okay that's mm. beautiful yeah Yeah. Wow. The, the nana who has to send her granddaughter away yeah and mm. hasn't been back is that right? Yeah, go and come back. Yes. Yeah. Go and come back. And it's oh. interesting because I, because I think we had all sort of come into this knowing that we were working. About, it was about collaboration. Yes. Like we weren't here to yeah. be like, no. oh, no. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It was going to have to be. Head like, ego we just knew we yeah, had yeah. to make it work for all of us. And I think that was sort of what grounded us continually throughout yeah, the process. Because right. they all needed to work together. They yeah. needed to be some sort of cohesive narrative. And... Um, our pieces were only as strong as um, the, as as them becoming the one. The sum, the yeah. sum. thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was bigger than all of us. <laughs> That's right. You know, yes. the whole story was bigger than just one person. It was, it was really beautiful to keep remembering. Yeah, we were reminded. I think throughout the process in really yeah. amazing ways yeah. that it was just bigger than yeah. us, and yeah. things That's would right. work. Just and, flow. Yeah, just yeah. flow. And I think when we say it's bigger than us. I think one of the things that I kept on remembering as well is this film um, was the first film in the history of New Zealand cinema to have um, women of Pacific Māori descent, or Pacific mm. descent, because we had Wadu before that, um, with um, uh, an all-above-the-line roles, so director, writer, producer, and with Pacific women in the lead. Mm. First. It feels like the only film that's ever been made with a collection of women. I mean... That's like that across generation, across generation, across generation, across oceans. Like, like it's, yeah. this feels like a new form of filmmaking. It's so really. rare to see, you know, duo female directors, let alone more than two, and yeah. across generations as well. Mm. Yeah. Is that something that you yeah. thought about a lot? The fact yeah. that this is something that hasn't ever been done before. It, well, it actually has been done before. <laughs> oh, it has. Um, it has um, in, in a different way. But I think what this sort of model of filmmaking does is it really does draw on those collective values throughout Oceania. Mm. You know, we we your success isn't based on your individual success. It's based on the success of your family or your whanau mm. or um, your village or your particular island within your country. You know, so I think that's what's really beautiful about it. But I think the thing that makes this, well, for me anyway, that makes it so amazing is when you think about how quickly... I mean, it was, we delivered yeah. a feature film, a finished feature months. film oh, yeah. in December. So what, what? So if we started in May. May. Started shooting in yeah. May. Started July, shooting at the end of July. July. It's amazing. I mean, yes, it was in development before we came along, but, but the actual film eight, eight months. Yeah. From script I to I that's inspiring to a lot of other people who think that it's too hard to do a feature or to put down these important things. Because you put on, put down like, like, I don't know, because I'm not obviously from your cultures, but what seem like important rites of passage that I've never seen before on screen, and maybe we'll see more and more if it's seemingly more accessible and mm. it's easy to make. Well, not easy, because it's obviously not easy. But achievable. But achievable, mm. you know what I mean? That's like, there's a reason we don't see these stories. It's because there's so many barriers to entry and so many gatekeepers. Yeah, absolutely. But... This was able to be made because of the people that got behind it. Right, yeah, yeah. Produ- you know, producers, New Zealand Film Commission, the NZ crew, on air. New yeah. Zealand on air. I mean, yeah, they really it's them as well. Yeah. It was everyone, the drive yeah. to get yeah. it done. Yeah. What's it like to make a film that's like deeply connected to your purpose as opposed to just a film for the sake of? 
I mean, maybe you just made it for the sake of some other reason, but we've just interviewed so many filmmakers who do film for one reason and it's not connected to like their soul or yeah. their culture. Yeah. I cry a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you too. Yeah. You weep. Yeah. It was Christian, a lot of crying. Yeah. It was a really, like, beautiful and safe space to sort of explore. It was a really safe space. I found it healing, like, in a lot of ways yeah. that I didn't know or anticipate or expect, and it's still sort of continually healing, which yeah. is really... It's been a gift, I think, in that regard. Yeah. But that space had to be held um, and made safe for us to be able to explore mm. these things that are deeply connected to us. And mm. I think that's where Kerry and Kyle did an incredible job because I, I think if the space didn't feel like that, we wouldn't have been able to delve into these mm. really you know, intense themes around identity, um, the pressure to assimilate, migration, um, um, leaving one's family, one's mm. island, one's community, mm. not necessarily going back, what happens when you do go back, oh, yes. all of that, yeah. Well, seriously, and what's it like premiering it in such a like toxic colonial country like Australia? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, there is a big Pacifica explosion here of arts and culture right. that's it's really amazing. inspiring. Yeah, it's sold out. Yeah, I've added another screening. It seems exciting. Yeah. yeah, it's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. It needs to happen more. You know, yeah. they're going to bust it. Totally. Seriously. Bust it open. <laughs> but just hearing like about the government that's just got in and like the. the things that they captured on mics about like you know global warming and like rising sea levels and stuff like it just seems so important that this film exists yeah that's you know, right and reaches people was that, that was that was like global warming on your mind when you're making this film or well it's definitely on offers offers yeah 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 because i think yeah it was it was definitely offers wasn't it yeah the lack of water and yet surrounded by so much water mm. yeah and her piece and that was a result of um the cyclones that have been going through. That's right. You know, and that was just that was a really real lived thing that's actually happening yeah. on on, their, on her island. Yes, mm. people don't have clean drinking water. But then I loved that that was also about being philanthropic. You know, mm. we have to boil medicine for New Zealand. In yeah, that one right. That's the one. You're yeah. Talking yeah. About. yeah, yeah. So at the same time as struggling to find water, mm. they're still trying to help across. Yeah. You know. Mm. Yeah, and the really. fact that you know the ocean. While some sees that as can see that as a divider, um, we are still connecting across that ocean. Mm-hmm. You know, right down to things like medicine, mm-hmm. making medicine back in the islands and sending that to somewhere in the diaspora, wherever this person's gone. Mm-hmm. Whether, you know, and this still happens. Mm-hmm. You know, whether, whether our people are in Australia, yeah. whether they're in New Zealand, whether they're in LA, um, we have all these pockets around the world, <clears throat> and yet. We're still migrating. We're still sending things. Um, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty awesome. Mm. And I think it's people of different cultures watching a film like this, you know, it does become, it does help to break down that us and them, and you know, to make it more inclusive because you're you you're connecting in a human way. No matter yeah. what, you yes. know, no matter where they're from, there's still something that you're connecting with and understanding. Mm. And so it gives people a greater understanding of people's cultures, which is awesome, you know, more tolerance. Mm. Seriously. Absolutely. I just also, like, don't <clears throat> think that... I just don't think that white colonizers have anything to fear from decolonization. I like, know. It's beneficial. It's beneficial. It's beneficial. Really yeah. You know, and, and it's just, still like, just holding on to that. Yeah. And it's just so gross. And then just seeing that, I've been seeing lots of, like, decolonization <laughs> memes where, like, oh my God, my people favorite. have been talking about, like, like 
Anyway, I shouldn't let you No, no, play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just like how people are like <laughs> now critiquing <laughs> colonized societies for like yeah. things that they brought, and it's like such a mindfuck. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why yeah. these films are cool. It's as well. Yeah, yeah. It's it's and this is also like such a not like just the fact that it's a collaboration isn't like a, a French centric way of making film or like Absolutely. not French. But do you know what I mean? Like yeah. French, yeah. 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 But it's like yeah. French or tur. Like it's anti yeah. that. Even it's that is anti that. Totally, you know? totally. Which is cool. Mm. Like it doesn't feel like um, beholden to that canon or something. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. Anyway, sorry, I don't even know that was a question. No, I, wait, let me, I have questions. Sorry, I just like, got on such a tangent and I, um, I have to go back to my... Oh my God, we we do it. talk about stuff like this. Um, oh yeah, I thought, I, another question I had was about like the form of the story. I was like, was there ever a time where you thought, let's not have this in chronological, let's cut between them? Hmm. Or like, could there be a re-edit in... Or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like moving the pieces into different. Yeah. I think there were conversations in the writers' room where we talked about things, but Mm. yeah, I don't don't think we've there. There was a little bit of discussion. Yeah. There was. There was maybe the discussion that we start with her end of life. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And then go through her life, or or maybe. Your one, your remember you had your initial first one. original idea. Yeah. yeah, both both me and Marina changed our films significantly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, big big changes. Eh? You yeah. did it. You did it in the week, which is amazing. And then once I read all the stories together, I realised the one that I had initially written didn't fit. Yeah. So uh, mine didn't have a personal. I mean, mine had my own culture and stuff involved with it, but it wasn't my personal story. Um, so I very much wrote what was the best story for Vi, mm-hmm. you know, and so when I read all of her life together, I realised that my piece didn't quite fit, and so I rewrote to mm-hmm. so it was sort of better for her story. Mm-hmm. And what was it like watching it for the first time all the way through? Oh my god. Oh my god. Cried like baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All together. <laughs> it was just us in like quite a small room and not a very big screen. And I guess we had been away from each other shooting for right. such a while and we were in constant conversation yeah. throughout the process. I remember it was messaging you. for ages, wasn't it? That we were together physically yeah. in the same room. And so we didn't have, it was such a rough cut, but obviously it's still a 10 minute. Yeah. There's only so much we could have cut. We but cried. We, we cried. Well, I, I didn't, because I wasn't there for that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so we're there in our right? hearts. <laughs> I don't know. But I, so I, I remember the evening when I was going to watch it, and I literally like had to have a couple of drinks <laughs> by myself, right? And I don't, I'm just like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And it was just, it was intense. I remember like just getting to the point where it was like, play. And then seeing it, yeah, and it was just so beautiful. I think we were relieved too, though. I yeah, remember we were yeah. just like, oh, okay. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. That was really, really like such a pleasure to meet you. Andre Andre lives with um the presenter because we have like our own show, but with the presenter. On FBI, and we come on every week, and we showed her the trailer this morning, and she started crying. <laughs> 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 she was just sitting at the table, just like absolutely, it's she's such amazing. a sort. Yeah. I did a talk for our the college I work for, the organisation at International Women's Day, and showed they showed the trailer, and 
the people weeping, the other presenters that were there. Aww. It was uh, the former captain of the Matildas. It was just, it was just oh. like sobbing. <laughs> it was almost like, you know, but she couldn't stop, right? Because <laughs> like, oh, it was over and I sat down and she was still kind of like, oh, it obviously oh. deeply affected her. Uh, but it was amazing to see the impact of it on people. Seriously. Is this when our own women are seeing themselves and hearing their own language? On, is that what this is about? Is that why that happens? Well, she's a... Well, Oh, she's not Pacific? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but she was just oh, so, so heavily, like... Something. Something got her. Something got her. There's some cellular DNA stuff going on. Oh, yeah, man. I think there's such specificity, or, like, universality and specificity, yeah. right? Like, that's why we tell yeah. these stories. And that's yeah. Something spoke to her clearly right in. Yeah. Amazing job. Yeah. And also just, like, women working together, it's like, yeah. So yeah. good. Yeah. Seriously. We came to, we came away as sisters after that. Yeah, so we did. Oh, so you'd all never met? No. Some of us like, like, some of us I love you. Yeah, yeah. just okay. Marina and my sister. <laughs> yeah, no, I hadn't met. No. no I, I, I never knew of a lot. Like as we said, I'm a stalker and a creep, so I was like, I watched their films. Yeah. <laughs> I was that. Yeah, person. it was it was absolute privilege to work with these guys. It's the first time I've been involved in anything like this. So I just to be sitting in the same room with other female Pacific creatives and to be working with them and have them feedback on our work and to learn. It was just sort of that in itself. I remember thinking, if I died, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Covered with a whole lot of our cackling. Oh, Which is what we want. That's fine. That's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Totally. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for being so generous. Which dreams? I tell you, he just got us into a forest one night. Oh yeah. I will. I will. I will. I will burn everything. I will burn everything. Do you know in Wellington we have like a, a festival in which they make a paper mache effigy of a demon and then we go and we march it down. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.